There we go. So how how'd you get infected with this art art problem? It did, did start early it's, for it's you? A problem. It's a problem for a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. What 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 tripped the trigger? <laughs> I just didn't think I could do anything else. Yeah. I mean, I thought I, I liked music, but I just didn't. I I just uh, felt more comfortable drawing. Just because it's like you, it's a thing you do by yourself. Was that part of it, or it's part of it? Yeah. I mean, I know that's part of it for me for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed at musicians, at just the level of cooperation it takes yeah. to do anything. Group, group work. Yes. I know. <laughs> Collaborating. And some visual artists like yeah. group work, you know, group yeah. work. But no, I, that's definitely part of, part of the deal for me. So what was, like, what would you draw as, like, a 15-year-old? <laughs> like, what, what, what started... You know, can you uh, let well, what would occupy you? First, I would draw pictures of movie stars in, in magazines. From magazines? Yeah. But then I would draw at school, like like an auditorium. I would draw, you know, I'd draw all the chairs. Mm -hmm. and, if, and I started, enjoyed uh, fleshing out the drawing. Mm. And felt the accomplishment and, and and turning it into something, huh. you know. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, like, would you, when you say fleshing out, like you'd take and like work on it later or something, or or would you be yeah, just there in the in like the room? We had study halls, and and I would draw on the study halls, and the same time every day. Oh, okay. So you, and I get maybe it would take three times to get a drawing or something. Yeah, yeah. What were they? Were they like pencil or pen pencil. or something? Yeah. yeah. At that time, it was all pencil. I mean, I bought, I got oil paint when I was about sixteen years mm. old, and then I did a portrait of my sister. She sat for it. For the oil painting, or yeah, it's it's long gone. I don't know where yeah. it is, where it ever went to. Did you just do it with like no instruct, like no like. Idea about I was like, in all kinds of bad habits when I started art school. Sure. And I thought I was... And I bet art school taught you lots of more bad habits, <laughs> if it's anything like mine. Well, <laughs> actually, I'm glad I did it. Uh, you, you are? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't... I probably... I mean, the structure and the practical, you know, of, of, of being a student and... Uh, you know the rigid. You know the time you need to spend in your studio. You have it's it's like your job. Right. And where'd you go again? I went to Miami University in undergraduate school, and I went to University of Kentucky for graduate school. Mm. One after the other, or was there a it break? It was six straight years. Six straight years. Yeah. I went to Art Academy Cincinnati uh, my freshman year for one semester, mm. and. Then I transferred to Miami University. How come? What was there's something not didn't they had a they had, they didn't have they gave out certificates and I think they gave out degrees. Uh -huh. But they, at the time there was like some there was some uh, uh, you know controversy about whether they were going to 
Oh, give like a bachelor's? Oh, take a bachelor's oh, okay, degree. Yeah. And, and also, the state of Ohio paid for my tuition uh, to go to a state school. Oh, I see. And so that made it easy to transfer. So was there like somebody at, at Miami, a teacher that was like impactful? Was there? Anybody? Yeah, there were a couple. Yeah. What kind of what kind of were you taking like like figure drawing or like what kind of classes were figure, you taking? Yeah. Figure drawing, landscape. Yeah. It was real traditional. Traditional there. Okay. No such thing as background or anything. Negative space. Yeah. And you know. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's like good they stuff wouldn't they wouldn't talk they wouldn't. Like they could, they they could talk. They would talk to you about uh, de Cooney, but they would not mention like they didn't really want to talk about Pollock uh -huh. or Frank Stella or any. I mean, they were too. They thought we were just too far from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they were probably right. But yeah, you know. Uh, Huh. They, it was real figurative school. Yeah. There were abstract, there was a good abstract painter there. I can think of one. Yeah. But it was, uh, and then Kentucky was completely wide open. Oh, yeah. They were. How big a program was Kentucky? Like most of those painting programs are small, right? I mean, that it I was, know it of. Was, uh, it was uh, loose. It was, there were, uh, there were, uh, Maybe three painters. Okay. That taught. Oh, okay. So. How many students? Like. Well, I was like, a graduate student. I mean, the gra like graduate. Oh, graduate. Uh, oh, you know, maybe fifteen. Okay. Yeah. And that that includes sculpture. Oh, okay. Yeah. What when I went, <coughs> I went for one semester of grad school at Indiana, and uh, there was, I think, total maybe twenty of us mm. for two year program. Was that Barnes? Was Barnes there? Yeah, it was Barnes. Yeah. Uh, although he was he was sort of like on his way out. He was in the semester I was there. He was he would sit in on crits, but he wasn't really teaching. But he, yeah, I mean, one of the few good things that came out of my half year there. Well, a uh, I stopped drinking. It cured me of drinking beer because I drank beer every fucking day. Because there was a there was a sports bar kind of place between the rooming house where I lived and the studios and I was in there every day. Mm. <laughs> so you so, quit? I, I don't, I haven't, I, dr I drink like one or two beers a year, you know, like, so I you, drink but not beer. <laughs> oh, you, you don't drink beer when you go to... I don't drink beer, period. In, in, <laughs> in the bars, life. you don't, you don't, yeah. you're not drinking beer. No. I never really noticed. No, no, I, dr I drink vodka or, or whiskey, oh, yeah. yeah wine if they have if it's a different kind of bar but yeah. yeah no i don't drink beer yeah but so so indiana university cured me of that yeah. well that's good <laughs> yeah uh but also yeah he gave a really great lecture uh, barnes gave a really great lecture just about his beginnings how like one of his first influence visual influences like as a little kid was watching snow white and he sh he'd show like stills from snow white and just the colors of it, you know, mm -hmm. that was like a big impact on him, and I remember that. But was it an yeah. impact on you when you saw it? Snow White. Yeah. Not the probably not the way it was for him. Oh, I, I meant with him, oh, or with no, him. he was just telling you about it. He he was do, giving a slide like a lecture about mm -hmm. himself, you know, uh -huh. 
to a public lecture, and I, I remember that as like a interesting mm. as a as a formative influence. That was an interesting, you know, because yeah, he would be old enough that maybe he would have seen it. He might have seen it when it came out. Maybe a little bit later. I don't know. Yeah. Snow White. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was interesting, but yeah, grad school for me was just a it's kind of a lost lost cause. Well, I realized I didn't want to be in school, and I didn't like being in a college town, and so there's nothing for me to paint because mm-hmm. I've lived in cities all my life, uh, and I didn't want to teach. And I I was going to try to last the year, but I had a teacher tell me like, look, if if you're not feeling it, just get the hell out, and I did, mm. and I have, haven't looked back. <laughs> Did you stay in touch with that teacher? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, n- nobody there probably. No, I, I don't stay in touch with anybody. But you, you what? It was it a two-year program at Kentucky or? Yeah, I could have gone three years. I, yeah, I know sometimes they have like a yeah. You but can do. I just I wanted to just get it and go. Yeah. So what was your was your thinking in going there? Was it just to keep doing art or to teach or like? I thought I was going to teach. You did, but then. But what what happened? I got I got here and started living. Yeah. You know? So so you got you got out of there. What, what year did you get out of? Eighty four. Eighty four, and then and then you moved to Chicago. Moved right to Chicago. What was uh, what was the idea of that? <laughs> it was just the biggest town nearby. I, or? I thought I thought I thought I, I thought my work was gonna go. You know, like I thought I was gonna have a career. Like an art art career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Yeah. There's very very few people that yeah truly have that. Yeah. And then, and you, and the more you go, yeah. And if you keep producing, and you're, and, but you keep working, yeah. I mean, it's like you start. I mean, most people don't really care that you keep producing if you don't keep, if you if if you don't have a career. Well, if you're not locked into this like circuit, which is mostly a social circuit in a certain yeah. way, the the art world, yeah, a, aka yeah. the art world, right. Yeah, that that I mean, you you and I in different ways have been battling the same same problem. <laughs> you you longer than me, but <laughs> yeah, you're you're forty six. Uh, I'll be forty eight. Uh, oh, in a couple yeah. of months, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I graduated from undergrad in ninety three. From where? SAIC here, Art Institute. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, I didn't know you went to school here. I did. Maybe you told me. I did. Then I then I moved away. Uh, I moved back to Boston where my family lives, and I started driving a cab. Tried grad school for a semester, quit, went back to Boston, drove cab again, then, then came back here in 97. Hmm. I've been back here since 97. Do you go back to Boston? Like once or twice a year, oh, yeah, because my parents live there, one of my brothers it. lives there. But, yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> No, no, I know. I know what you're talking about about having a job and but still making artwork and not. Yeah, I think you have to really be hooked in either to one of the schools or to one of the galleries. Yeah. And you have to keep cultivating that those people and keep keep doing all this schmoozing and crap that some of us aren't aren't some so talented are. at. We just don't have that. Yeah. I've like at this late stage of sort of been able. To cultivate a couple of people, you know, but I, I think said, it, I was just the the other day. I was just at uh, Firecat. Oh, you're did you go to Firecat? You're gonna you're gonna have a show in August. Yeah, right? I, have, I have a show in August. There, that's yeah. a good that's a good gallery to to have a show. It's nice, yeah, but yeah, it, 
It's a strange, I mean, so that, that gallery used to be Tony Fitzpatrick's studio, right. uh, and he used to be a partner in it. He's not any longer. He's not? No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Stan Klein is yeah. the guy that runs it. Yeah, he's, he's it's, good. It's, yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, but I met him, I met Stan as, uh, he'd moved back to Chicago um, to from be, Maine, right? from Maine, because he had been working with Kenneth Noland. Oh. You know, the, you know, the yeah, I know. Kind of, what? What's he part of? He's not at Abex after Abex. It's not. Kind it's, of geometric. Not, it's not minimal, is it? Yeah, but that kind of geometric feel. There was a name for it. It's escaping my mind, but there was a bunch of them. It's it's too brushy for minimalism. Maybe yeah, but it's very geomet flat geometric kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, huh. yeah, but like after after Abex though, it's not nearly as sort of gestural. Yeah. Yeah, like you'd think of, I don't know, people like Morris Lewis. Yeah, like, I know, I know. Like uh, Helen Frankenthaler. He's one of those. Elbert Kelly. Yeah. yeah, kind of, yeah, minimal, but yeah, with maybe a little bit more of a human hand. Yeah. But he was, he worked with him. Before that, he was here, he had a, a frame shop. He started in, with in a frame shop that's still going that he's not part of called uh, MCM. Mm. It's over there. It's right near Firecat uh -huh. now, but... It started. I get. He told me, and he's uh, not affiliated with it. No, uh, but he. I think he started it, or was one of the partners. And he used to be in Lincoln Park. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, he's he's done a lot of different stuff. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. And uh, but I met him because he moved back here to be Tony Fitzpatrick's studio manager, and then they partnered up, doing a lot of different stuff, theater and uh -huh. art and all, all kinds of stuff, uh, and then. When Tony moved to studio, this turned into Firecat, but they're no longer partners. But he Were just, you there for one of the openings, or you just stopped by? Just I just stopped. I knew that. I knew uh, Dave Richards. I know Dave. Richards. Oh yeah, okay. I met so, him. So I just wanted to see the show. Yeah. So uh, he just said Tony's doing television or something, and uh, yeah, and that was, and that's all he said. Yeah. So. I don't really care. Big Cat on 13th and Wallbath. Oh, World Tattoo. He, World Tattoo. World Tattoo. Yeah, that was, yeah. I remember, Tony had that when I was in art school. Yeah. So I remember stopping by there. The I showed there early Oh, you once. did? The World Tattoo? Yeah. So. Yeah, I had a couple of things up at uh, Tony's studio, which became, which is now Firecat, when mm -hmm. it was still a studio. He had a, a couple of little shows yeah. that he included. And my connection with Tony is I drove him in the cab yeah. for a couple of years, like I, almost like every day. I was like his chauffeur, basically. Yeah, I think I knew that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, so yeah, I've edged into it a little bit, sort of kicking and screaming. But it's taking a very, very long time, you know? But, yeah. But I, I, I just, I mean, I don't know if you feel the same. I just never knew how to or what to do with it with most of the gallery people. I mean, they just seemed like on a completely different planet. Mm -hmm. Their, the way they communicated, what they were interested in, like, I w it was like, it was like a foreign language that I didn't want to learn, you know what I mean? And, I, you know, if you don't learn that language, then you go and have your day jobs. Yeah. So, and you, you do, I, yeah, I actually don't really exactly know which, I, I know it's, it's building related, I've been, what you I've do. I've been a carpenter. You're a carpenter, right. okay. Like or a right now, or some kind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing the yeah. last thirteen years. Uh -huh. uh, 
before that I just had, I was a carpenter. And right now I'm, I'm supposed to, I might have another job, but it's been going on for a long time. Uh-huh. And so I'm kind of, I mean, I'm doing little three or four day jobs. I just oh. did a job for D oh, yeah. that was four days. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's what, that's where it's at now. Because yeah. if I got this job, it's a, it's a really good job. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's I mean, I've been a, a contractor for like 13 years. And before that, I worked on big crews. Oh, okay. So that's, is that the stuff that you did when you first got here? Or yeah, same. You just, yeah. Same stuff. Yeah. I moved to California for a couple of years, the late 80s. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, I looked at, at the... And you resume, and there was some shows. Yeah. I remember us talking about it at the Rainbow about Emeryville. Emeryville, yeah. yeah. It was, it was uh, yeah, Emeryville was all right when I lived there. So yeah. It was okay. It's it's a weird, and I, I think I told you my ex-wife lived oh, there yeah, up until very that. recently. She's since moved to San Francisco oh. because she can afford to, and she moved in with a guy and who <clears> moved <throat> from the L.A. area to be with her, so mm. we got a place in, in this the big city yeah well, i'm sure she's spending a lot of dough yeah yeah did they buy a house no no they they uh the the same people that whatever management company that ran the the big building that she lived in in emeryville has a bunch in san francisco uh-huh. so it's like it's like one of these you know like kind of rabbit warren kind of endless buildings with, mm. i don't know how many people I remember walking by this building that she moved into with her uh, when I visited her. Yeah, it's like its own little world, you know. Yeah, right. In Emeryville. Uh, both. Well, uh, oh. we 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 walked by the one in San Francisco uh, mm-hmm. because yeah, later when she told me she moved there, she told me which building it was, and I remembered it because it was very similar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty new. Built probably within the last ten. Yeah, ten years, I I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, some yeah. So you were, what well, was uh? So you moved, so you moved here in '84 and then moved away, what four or five years later or something? Uh, yeah, '89. Me and Barb moved. Was there a job? The were there jobs there, or was there? No, we just, just we just, just like, split. Just, just wanted to yeah, try out try, California. Yeah, and. We were there. We weren't there very long. Yeah, a little over two years. So was the 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 art career thing still? In, it was. Like, it was still. It's just like now. Yeah. I mean, it's not you know, and I I did okay in California. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I got reviewed in the Chronicle by Kenneth Baker. Cool. Yeah, it was but, wasn't a good review. Oh, was it? No, but it was. It was. Didn't uh, like it. <laughs> What, but, what were you showing? But, but it was starting to feel like almost something was happening. Uh-huh. And then I, when we came back here, I just kind of, not much happened for a while. Yeah. T- world world Tattoo. Uh, that was when you came back? I knew a tattooer that Tony met. That's mm-hmm. how I got yeah. in there. Oh, okay. And... Uh, they did I tattooed America. I don't know if you know that. Mm-mm. That was What's that? Uh, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was. Uh, I've got the catalog downstairs, cool. but. Uh, 
It was just a show of tattooers that make visual art. They make non-tattoo, like not yeah. flashing. Yeah, well, they, they're a lot they, of more related yeah. still to tattooing, but yeah. uh, it was a pretty energetic show, and it was a, a lot of people were there, and, mm -hmm. and uh, Ed and, and Tony kind of arranged that show together. So um, that's how I met Tony, I guess. Like, yeah. That has to be how I met him. Yeah. And I mean, he hadn't seen any of my work when I got that show. When yeah. I when I started when I showed there, he hadn't even seen any yeah. of my work. Well, he's got. He, it's one of the things he likes. He likes to be generous and sort of supportive of. I, I especially I, younger artists. Yeah, I like uh, that about. Yeah, that. that's one of his best qualities. And Stan too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they'll show anybody almost. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, but yeah, it, it's weird with Stan. Like I didn't when I first met him, we didn't really have any kind, con didn't connect at all, and it was s somewhere late, like in the last couple of years, really, that somehow I don't remember where I ran into him, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, for whatever reason, we had a conversation finally, and then that led to this show. Mm. And actually, the my show that starts next month was supposed to be next year, but he had somebody drop out mm. and. I had this body of work that was pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, it slid in there very easily. Was it, how old is the work? It's from last year and this oh, year. It's yeah. new. Oh. And it's all, it's all drawings done on buses and trains. Mm -hmm. All marker drawings. Mm. It's all new stuff for me, but. How long does it take to do that drawing? A drawing like that? They, they weren't that big. Right? No, no, so. they're all the same size. They're all like 9 by 12. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Or 11 by 14. I forget what size the pad is. It's some standard size, you yeah. know. It's it's a size that fits into this bag, so, so I think bus, 11 by 14 maybe. So a bus ride will... Uh, do you I, ever have to go buy your stop because you're still working on your drive? Well, no, I, I, go, I go... I mean, I, when I did those and I started... You know, I've drawn on... Buses and trains my whole life, probably, in mm -hmm. sketchbooks, just to pass the time when I'm going places. But I always wanted to add color to them, and I couldn't figure out how to do it because, for me, color is painting. And painting, you can't do a painting on a bus yeah. unless you're totally bonkers. Right, right. I, I'm sure there's some, some nut job that has done you it. You do an empty bus, right? Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> but I wanted to do color, and then one day, like a couple of years ago, I saw... I went to a yard sale with a friend and I saw these kids playing with, like drawing with crayons and I saw like, saw all these color, instant colors. So crayons weren't bright enough, you know, but yeah. I thought of other like kids art. To me, a marker is like a kid's thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I tried, tried markers and I discovered that they, they have a billion different markers now and they're not cheap, but they're real. There's some really beautiful colors, and it's just. Well, they like, have punch. They get. They have, they add weight to your draw. Yeah. Your drawings, you know. Or yeah, but I only. Yeah, like I. I mean, I just do the color. There's no underdrawing or anything. I just do the colors, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's it's a different way of thinking for me, but it's it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like a different kind of Something instrument. Something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the. So yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I still like even after with, with this coming up, I don't really know how the art world works. The art world is now a little bit interested in me, but because I write about art, yeah. So now I get fucking press releases up the ass, you know, for for things I'll, I'll probably never go to, 
but I'm now in a position to do some. Are you interested in uh, some sort of being a self. regular in a gallery? Are you interested in that? I don't. At this point, I don't even know. I mean, well, like like the Firecat thing is they don't represent people. They have one-off shows. Yeah, yeah, I know. And th he's starting to have second shows now but uh they're not like they're not they don't represent people they, it's not a standard model mm -hmm. they also i mean they also don't take a commission which is crazy yeah they, i know they that get sponsors that, I and believe stuff that. uh they get other... I, I can't believe he's in business still well i think i think he's got like a larger mission i think he's not he's not really about money yeah stan you know uh -huh. because you know stan works as an usher at wrigley field no i and and at the opera that like that he's got these weird side wow. day jobs that's what he does wow. like to make whatever and then then he gets together the monthly rent on that place and like it he told me it takes about two thousand dollars a month wow uh to to keep that thing the doors open yeah and I mean, he he gets by some i don't it's it's a little bit of a mystery which does he have to hire someone there? i mean so he works night games most mostly most of his games are night games. I guess the opera's yeah. at night. Yeah, because well, because he has day hours, you know, for the gallery. Yeah, and he's there, and like I guess he's working on his own stuff because he does art too. So, mm. uh, under a pseudonym, mm. he just had a show. It's uh, Vito De Salvo. Oh, that's him. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's good I, don't, I don't know if you knew that, but I didn't. it's I him. Didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's his. I think it's he's had that. Does he show there? He had a show there. He has shows other places. Oh, yeah. I didn't go. I didn't go. I yeah, didn't he's know. he's he's Vito De Salvo. Oh. So he's a man of mystery. But <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah he's one well, of those one of these great interesting characters, you know. And you run into them. Every, yeah, I don't I don't know him very well. I don't know entirely what makes him tick. Yeah, you know? which is which I kind of like. Is he married? He has a daughter, a grown who's grown up, who's in a band now. I think, mm. who I remember driving to a job. I think she had a job at like the Gap on Michigan Avenue or something. Mm. When I was driving Tony, I had to, I drove her a couple of times because mm. Tony would get me to drive all all the people he knew, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, now she, yeah, she's grown. But I, I don't think he's with anybody now. That not that I know of, but I I can't mm -hmm. I can't. I wouldn't bet money on that. I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to ask him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, keep that in mind. Vito DeSalvo. Vito DeSalvo, yeah. <laughs> if you ever see Vito DeSalvo, it's actually Stan Clyde. Hmm. Or, or maybe it's... Maybe, What's What kind of work does he do? They're portraits. They're like mostly portraits. I think he does like color pencil or something. They're kind of... They're not exactly imagist, but they're sort of, they're sort of whimsical, mm. I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you, you can see, like, if you, you go on the Firecat site, you can, yeah. there's, like, a link to Vito DiSalvo. Mm. Check them out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, where were we in your chronology? So you went, you went to California, came back after what a couple of years or two and a half years. Yeah. we went, we went to Louisville for six months. Oh, okay. After we left California, and that didn't really work. Yeah. And so we just moved back here, and that was a good time to be back in Chicago. Yeah. It's ninety two, and yeah. it it felt pretty good coming back at that point. Yeah. I mean, I could leave again, but. <laughs> now, but it felt good at the time. Yeah. 
So, and then, uh, and that was right around when I showed a world tattoo. Mm -hmm. And after that, I, I don't think not much happened. Yeah. You know, I just worked and, and, and did this and did studio work and work and job work. Yeah. But. So what were in, at World Tattoo? What did, what kind of stuff were you showing? Was that with the ants and the animals and stuff? No, or was that, no, that was. Uh, was that later? Uh, I saw some of the prints on your site. Had I think I showed work from before that. Oh, okay. There was a. Uh, they were kind of big, empty paintings. The smallest there was one of three by four, but it was just like. They were monochromatic paintings, uh -huh. like a, a big red painting. Mm -hmm. It's down in my bedroom. I could show it. Okay. Or uh, they're abstract the or blue. were they? No, it was no, it was like a, a factory and. Oh okay. You know, like a wall or something. It was uh, it was like a factory. No, it was actually a building, and it was it's about uh, five and a half by seven feet, I think, and there was. Uh, there were four pretty good sized paintings in the show. That, that was it. Were they painted in Chicago or before? Or they were in Chicago. And, yeah. And were they? But from? it was before the ant and monkey things. Okay. And were were the, these the buildings? Were they ones that like you had seen, or was it like more something in your mind? Like no, it was it was, it was it was there was a direct building. There, there I mean, it wasn't. Like, I didn't paint it directly. Yeah, but you were you saw a building yeah, that you wanted. Yeah, I probably I probably was walking my dogs and I'd do casual drawings. Mm -hmm. That's the way I remember working at the time. Where were you living then? In Bucktown. Bucktown. Yeah. I had a studio at uh, Churchill and Levitt. Oh, okay. There was an old it was an old building. Mike McGinnis owned the building. I don't know if you remember Mike. I don't. Uh, but, try to picture Churchill and Levitt. You you would you can't you can't it's a different neighborhood now. No, I know, but so that's just off Milwaukee that like uh, well, you know Wil Wilmot off. Street Wilmot Street goes off off the you, site and that becomes Churchill when it straightens out or no? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I know you know. Yeah, from Cavi days, I can right. still I can still picture this stuff, but yeah, yeah. There's so yeah, there's like a kind of like a kind of a factory type. It was thing. it was at the time. Yeah, there was there over were there. there were factories I, over there. Yeah. And they were still they were still operating in some way. Yeah, they, yeah, they were yeah. functional uh, factories. No, not now. It's you know full on Yuppieville, but yeah, not then. Yeah, yeah. I didn't in. I when I first came here for school, I got here in nineteen ninety, and uh, I lived. My first apartment was in uh, up in Edgewater and Foster and Sheridan. And, yeah. then, and then I moved to Logan Square from 91 to 93, which is totally unrecognizable. Right. But I was right on the boulevard. It was a beautiful, like we had, it was a four bedroom, two, two bathroom, uh -huh. front porch and back <coughs> porch. I mean, like it was gigantic and I don't know what absurd piddling amount we were paying, but it was ridiculous, yeah. you know? Right. <laughs> that right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, I would howl at those prices too, but uh, yeah, there was you know there was Polish buffet and there was Mexican places, mm -hmm. and 
the Logan Theater was there, but it was like a dollar fifty or something to get in. Yeah, and it was run by weird older men in like mustard yellow jackets that uh-huh. looked like they were out of like a David Lynch movie. I don't know what was going on in there. Hmm. And they would make, I remember they would make change for the girls that worked the concession stand, but they wouldn't let them keep like a 20. Like if they got a 20, the girls would have to go over to these one of these men. Oh, God. And they would give them like the break. The right? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just a very, very strange scene mm-hmm. in there. And I remember you had to take off, like you couldn't wear like a baseball cap because of gang colors and stuff. Right, right. Shit like that. Yeah. So that was Logan Square and... Yeah, yeah the that's, the first, that's the yeah. first place I lived when I moved to Chicago. Oh, yeah. 84. Oh, okay. I moved to Palmer and Sawyer. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. Palmer Square, I guess. Yeah, Palmer is. Square, sure. But. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's the, the park right there. Yeah. So you were just west of the park. Just west, yeah. 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 And uh, I didn't live there very long. I didn't want to. I didn't. Like, I just came come from. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky, uh-huh. and I, I wanted to go where the action was, you know, uh-huh. and I wanted to live in Wicker Park, because I thought that was the cool neighborhood. Right. That's yeah. why I didn't want to live in Wicker Park, because there are kids that I went to school with at the at the Art Institute lived in Wicker Park, Yeah. and I didn't want any part of it. Yeah, right. Because that's the kind of jerk I am. You yeah, know, but... well, <laughs> I mean, like, you know... Uh, in Lexington, you know, like, I, I never lived in a big, that was my first time in a big city, you know, to, to, li, to live. Was University of Kentucky in? in University of Kentucky. What, that was in Lexington? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I've never been, I've never been there. I don't know if I've been in, really, in, I've been through Kentucky. I don't think I've actually been in yeah. any place in Kentucky. Yeah. So just through, yeah. So that was the big, first big place was Lexington? Well, it wasn't the, big, really, but, uh, but I mean, like. So I was moving to this metropolis. I wanted to be, you know, I didn't want to live, you know, I just wanted to be where the action was, where I thought the action was. Yeah. You know, I went away after, you know, a few months or whatever. Oh, the, but the, I ended the, up, the desire for the action yeah, went yeah, away? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the action kept going for a little yeah, bit longer. Way, bro. way more. <laughs> you know, yeah. now more than ever. Yeah. Uh, well, so what, what was this, I, like, what was... In your mind, that what was the action? Was it like the music? Well, art, I wanted like the, an environment. Yeah, like the creative types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, yeah, Wicker Park, yeah, and, and that, Milwaukee uh, was kind of. There were a ton of like painters and good painters. Yeah, up and down Milwaukee in eighty four, eighty five. So. Yeah, my friend John McNaughton had a studio, had a, a loft building, hmm. a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He was he was on Milwaukee, like above that drugs. What's that drugstore? Yeah, that's you that, know what I'm talking about. That was the Art Institute building, wasn't it? I don't know, but he had a floor that he rented for a bunch of years in the '80s. Yeah, in there. Yeah, now he's in Bucktown, but he's still here. But mm. there was a guy named Brinsfield. He moved to Washington D.C. He was a good painter. I yeah. thought he was a good painter, mm. uh, and he was further. He was closer to Ashland. Were you Were you involved at all in any of the kind of like the Flatiron Building stuff? Or no. no, no. And then I don't know when did Around the Coyote start. Was that? that was I late, think it, I'd, say, I'd say the early right. '90s. Early '90s, yeah. Like '91, maybe. Okay. 
But you didn't. I you wasn't. Didn't, in, I wasn't part into, of that. Yeah. I uh, that that studio at Churchill and Love that I had, I had. My studio was upstairs, mm -hmm. and it was just like. I mean, I probably didn't. I probably didn't have signs to uh -huh. take bring people right to oh, my yeah. studio. Yeah. So I just sort of sat up there, you yeah. know. So was that intentional, or was that you just didn't? Well, I don't, no. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it was, but maybe it was. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there was a girl downstairs, and she really like. Put through her through her doors open. Yeah, I, I've never done. I've I only had a a studio in a loft type building once, and it was miserable. I didn't like it, but that kind of like art rabbit warren situation was never for me. Yeah, you know, I know. But, but yeah, the the idea of throwing your doors open to the public. Yeah. Not attractive. <laughs> I did it. I did it in California. <laughs> we had a big warehouse uh -huh. in California. Yeah. And this long staircase upstairs to the loft. And I had an open studio there. The mm. ceiling was like 30 feet yeah. high. And some guy came in one time and just not checked the staircase yeah. and left. And, and it, was, it was open studio. Uh -huh. And uh, every time I've done open studio, somebody, you know, somebody says, well, you're, you're at least going to make four or $500. Uh -huh. And I, that's never... Yeah. I've never sold anything at an open studio. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know about you. Or, I don't even know if you... Have I don't, you, I don't think you, I've ever had an open studio. Oh, you have never done it. Yeah. You never did Around the Coyote or anything? No, like no, I didn't. Uh, I did a thing. There was a few years ago. There was this woman, uh, Gwen Zabicki, who... She's, she's around. She's younger. She uh -huh. had, she's had a shows at Rainbow before, but... She does stuff like take over like vacant storefronts and have art shows, you know, uh -huh. like that kind of. They had them downtown, and then they had them in Logan Square, and I participated in a couple of those. But mm. I don't know if I sold anything in, the, in those either. It's yeah. There's another whole mystery: the, the art world mystery, and then the the selling not selling mystery. Yeah, I I don't really know how that happens. You know those cardboard shows, and they don't want you. They call them benefits. But they don't want you to sell it for very much money. Uh huh. Uh, but I mean, th this is this is from this is from that. Uh, yeah. It's in Bridgeport. You know those. You know those things. Yeah, yeah. They do like one a year. Yeah. And it's a one night. Yeah. Party kind of thing. And well, it's a good place yeah, to buy yeah. inexpensive art. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they call them benefits, mm -hmm. which makes, which. You should sell it as as high as you can if it's a benefit. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, all this. Yeah, they're I'll, fun though. I mean, yeah. they're fun. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gone to one of those. Uh, I don't know if I have. I had something in some show at at Co Prosperity Sphere, which is you know a couple blocks from my house, but uh, mm -hmm. I have sort of ambivalent feelings about that place. That's just west of Revolution, right? Is that, it's on Milwaukee? No, uh, Copro? I know. No, I, no, I it's know. in Bridgeport. No, it's... I'm t oh, yeah, 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 yeah I, the, know, the, I know, I know. The Lumpen, uh, Lumpen, Lumpen the yeah, Ed, yeah, Ed yeah, Mars yeah. place, yeah. 
they've got a radio station in there now. Yeah, yeah. That that place. I get these places mixed up. Yeah. Prospectus is on 18th Street. Well, Ed Edmar used to be in Wicker Park. I mean, before he moved down. He was. Yeah, he had a he had a one of those Milwaukee galleries. Oh, I thought he was. He was. A, he had a place on like a second floor, like right near right near the crotch. Uh, hmm. Like I think it was called Buddy or something like that. I don't know some. Some obnoxious name, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he was full on in Wicker Park. He was. Well, I know his mom was is has been in Bridgeport. Yeah, for, yeah, because she had that that Maria's used yeah. to be called Capitals, right. but yeah, it was always it was. Juanita. Yeah, I'm gonna take her downstairs. Okay. Yeah, there he goes. You uh. Yeah. You ever have animals? I had a I had a dog for a very very short time that it was a stray that was found down the street and oh. it turned out that he had heartworms he had to be put down oh it was like too far along uh -huh. it's a Rottweiler oh Bummer. scared the shit out of everybody loved me though oh but everybody would cross to the other side of the street sure you know, Rottweiler sure. is a scary, a big scary looking dog yeah yeah <laughs> it, it solved some problems. <laughs> It allowed, me, it allowed me not, not to socialize with some people I didn't want to socialize with, Good. Good. you know. But no, I, I haven't. I, I lived with what my ex-girlfriend Shay had a little dog, uh -huh. pork chop, and we I lived with with that dog in a, in a house for three years in Beverly, mm. and he was just waiting me out. You could tell, you know. <laughs> He's like, he's just the little guy. He's like, look, would look at me and like, I was here before you. I'm gonna be here after you. And he was absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> he was in charge. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like it was doomed. Ah, uh, it's all right. We gave it the old college try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. So you were doing. You said back at World Tattoo, you were doing a big, big paintings of like a factories and stuff. How? Yeah. So, how long did, were you doing that kind of stuff for a while? Like big. Uh yeah. I th big paintings of buildings. Uh, there were figures in some of those paintings, and I mean, it wasn't just. I was those doors that came out of that, that those door paintings. Mm -hmm. So I mean, they they were all kind of painted the same way. It's all kind of the same theme. I mean, I mean they, you know, it was, it was, uh, but those were a little bit later, like the doors, the doors, the, 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 the direct yeah. doors were yeah. look, they were they were later. The earlier ones were, they had figures in them, and uh, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, there was one or two paintings of, of old buildings, but there weren't, it wasn't just, yeah. it was more like just arid, urban mm. painting, you know, yeah. whether they had figures in them or not. And, and they were mostly, like, inspired just by the places that you would walk walk around? Yeah, that was like yeah. It was always like the environment you were in, kind of right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, had that been the thing you were doing before, like like in grad school, or or had it mutated from? Well, they else? were the, those were like sort of in grad school. I was painting mostly on 
masonite, mm -hmm. and they were uh, big, sort of monster paintings. They weren't. They were. They were. It was different. Yeah. But when I got out of graduate school, I felt like I had to find a new way to work. Hmm. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to work like I worked in college. After college, you know. Oh, because you felt like that was like college time, and now college time's over. A little bit. So, a little bit. Like when you say monster paintings, like you mean they were really big, or there there were monsters in the yeah, well, they had monster. big eyes. Oh, they were, and, okay. And hairy. There was like creatures. Hairy arms and legs, and you know, huh. big fingers, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it was that kind of early '80s. There was a lot of painting kind of looking like that in the early yeah. '80s. When I think about it. Well, you like neo-expressionism. It was like the, it, you, the, it could you have know, definitely been yeah, in like, that. I've got some in the basement, but okay. it's a major thing to bring them out. Yeah, they were huge. <laughs> yeah. they were like they were like eight by twelve. Some oh, of them. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and uh, and they had big thick. Oil, it was big thick oil painting. Yeah, I mean these are kind of thick oil paintings, yeah. but th th this that was really just. You know, it was a, it was a different looking work. And then, yeah, so you got out of school, and then you just felt like you needed. I had to find another. Had to, I had to find another way. Huh. Maybe I did a drawing or two after I moved to Chicago, but then it was like, no, I can't. I've got to, I've got to do something else. But that's, I mean, that's a big switch from working from some sort of. I mean, I don't know if the monsters were. Uh, Imagined, or there was some kind of idea behind them, but there were. There were. Yeah, hopefully, you weren't seeing them. No, actually no, no, seeing no. them in your life, unless no. you were doing a lot of drinking. Or well, I was. I was doing a lot of drinking, <laughs> but but they, <laughs> they, but they were. They were. Uh, they were uh, like autobiographical paintings. Yeah, but that, that's like a that's like a big kind of my whatever mind switch to work from. Inside to working from outside. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it was like a conscious choice. But that's the thing. It was like I mean, the, I had like I'm yeah, yeah. done with this. Got to do. Yeah, it's time to 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 go on, to to do something else. You've and then and then you and then you don't do very good. I mean, you've done this before, right? You don't do very. You start something and you, it's yeah. You don't know where you're at. You don't sure. do very good work, and you keep doing it and keep doing it, and finally it starts getting a little bit better. Yeah. And and then if you do a few good pieces, you feel like you accomplished something. So how long was it with the buildings and stuff until you felt like you were getting somewhere? Like years or months? You mean Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Uh, I did a lot of paying in California, mm. uh, but that was like construction workers. Uh -huh. that, that's how. So then, also inspired I'm by to think of stuff it. you had seen. Like then I started going to jobs I worked on on Saturdays and uh -huh. Polish bricklayers, uh -huh. and I draw. You know, I draw them on the weekend. Oh, you go there on off days and just I, the days I didn't work. Yeah, you go back to the your your job site. Yeah, and, and we had figure drawing, and and uh, and I lived in Wicker Park then, mm -hmm. and there were we had figure drawing at my in my place, uh -huh. and we had figure drawing in another girl's place. And it was a it was a good it was a good time it was a good memory you know yeah. it was uh, and that's and that was uh, that probably started in 
86 or something like that but with the factory workers and then I was doing that in California and then man I, I don't I, I'm having a hard time remembering all this stuff but uh, <laughs> then we came back here and I, I, I wanted to do it I felt like the light in California was affecting my painting sure yeah and I, I wanted to take that out when oh you like got back yeah uh, and that was the, that was the thing, and that's and then like in the '93 or something, those ant monkey things started going. So they were work, that was going on at the same time. They those were doors the, and those ant monkey things were do, going on at the same time. Where did the ant monkey ones come from? Like what what, what started that? Uh, it was a, we had a real bad winter in Chicago, uh-huh. and we were like. Cooked up? <laughs> no, well, we were, I was working. I was oh, working okay. in a big church. Oh. Okay. And it was really cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was 93, I think, or, or I think, or 94. Uh-huh. I think it was 93. The winter of 93, I think. And, you know, like we were, you know, there was, there was a ton of snow one month. Mm-hmm. And then there was, there was record cold one month. And then there was a ton of snow uh-huh. in February, January, yeah. cold, yeah. February, tons of snow. Uh-huh. And then I started, from that, it was just like one of And uh, so I started doing like ants with monkeys on their backs, pushing cars out of the snow. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I started, you know, like putting the, putting the, monkey in the boss position yeah to the point of almost slavery where they it's torturing me <laughs> yeah i don't know why or you know I, I mean, there's monkeys and there's ants and there's yeah. skull like kind of then they put on like masks like skulls sometimes yeah, or the uh well, they, marks thing. they pretend to be other things or yeah yeah, yeah. But so, so that was that was so inspired by some people you knew, or <laughs> or, just, or more just an allegorical well, thing. Well, you know, the only thing I think I remember pushing someone out of the snow uh-huh. after work, yeah. and that, I think that's where it all came from. Yeah, if it makes, <laughs> if it makes sense. I think so. Yeah. Actually, those drawings I was really proud of the the, the drawings mostly. There, I did a lot of woodcuts too. Yeah, I saw the I saw the woodcuts on your site. That's what. That's yeah. where I, I hadn't seen those before. Yeah, like the one the stuff of yours that I knew was more recent. It's more like like the the dumpsters and yeah. and the right. storefronts, right? Which is stuff that you've been doing the last few years, I yeah. think. Yeah. And then like kind of paintings of your house or like yeah. just outside of your house. I think I but, bought a bunch of oil paint in two thousand eleven, uh-huh. and before that I was I just did some like abstract big abstract acrylic painting. A little for a little while. Yeah, I saw I saw some of those on your site. So those came after the monkeys and stuff. Yeah, or, yeah, for sure. Huh. And I did some. I was doing woodcuts then too. Yeah. Yeah, because there was abstract woodcuts. Woodcuts yeah. too. Yeah. So how did well? How did it move from like the the monkeys to the abstract? Like abstract, I sort of. I, mean, I don't know. Like intellectually, I sort of understand, but I've never gone all the way yeah. to abstract. I've gotten close in the last couple of years. It was hard. It was hard to figure it out. I, yeah. That's what it was. I wanted to 
You just wanted. I wanted to own an abs- abstract. You know, like, <laughs> like for like two months, I remember they were painting, t- and I'm like, the, the ones that were done by others were too expensive. So you need yeah, to make one well, here. <laughs> you know, like I remember doing them, doing these paintings, and like I would look at them a week after I'd do them, uh-huh. and I couldn't even remember that I did them. Mm. I was like, this is bullshit. And then that, yeah. but that made me wanna know my work. You know, like know this, know an abstraction, you know. Uh-huh. Sure. And uh, I did a few good ones. I mean, I think I did a few good ones. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't, I wasn't, I, I don't think I was meant to be an abstract painter for 30 years. Yeah. I mean, I love certain abstract painters. Yeah, me too. I, I just don't really know what the hell they're doing or how they, how you make one decision rather than another decision. Yeah. That's what I don't get. So then you have to have something either in your mind or that you see suggested mm-hmm. on the canvas. Now, I can see stuff suggested on a canvas, but for me it's always in reaction to something I see. Like that's that's what trips my trigger always, you know. Yeah. Well, if you if you're down to where I can't do I don't do paintings from drawings, you know. I only do I do direct, you know, like uh-huh. that's like I do stuff for work, you know, illustrations shit, you know, I'll do from whatever, from photographs, which is really boring for mm-hmm. me, but, or just generate it from a memory, but to me that's sort of either cheating or just half-assing it, like, I know, like, the people that I do them for don't know, but I know, you know, like, I know that it's not, like... So you're never satisfied with it? Oh, no, never. I'm never satisfied with the stuff... I don't know if I'm that satisfied with the other stuff either, but I'm in the other stuff I feel like I'm trying to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. There's like a like me looking at something and trying to put marks on a on a flat surface. That's mm-hmm. that's what it's about, you know? Yeah. When that's not when there isn't those three things, you know, there's the painting, there's my hand and eye and there's the thing in front of me. And all those things have to be present, mm-hmm. you know, for me to make stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. why I could like, like I couldn't do the the drawings on the buses in color until I got the markers. You know, mm-hmm. like I couldn't. You couldn't. I couldn't take a drawing I did in a sketchbook a and, and then like add color to uh-huh. it. That seems like homework to me. That seems like cheating. Mm. And that it's not cheating to somebody else. It's cheating to me. And yeah. It's not like a. It's not like a worldwide rule. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, just a rule for me. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I, I understand. Then it, it feels like a coloring book. Like mm-hmm. I'm filling in stuff. Yeah. Which, which is, I don't think that's how actual painting is done. Mm-hmm. Not good painting. Yeah. You know, unless you're like, a, you know, unless you're a Renaissance painter and there's a set, you know, you do an underpainting and then there's there's a set uh, process to getting the colors to uh-huh. do, do what they need to do with like opacity and translucency and all right. that shit. Right. Uh, but if, if you're a, a direct, if you're a painter then you have to, the paint has to do some of the drawing as well. Like, it's got to do both, you mm-hmm. know, for me, you know? Yeah. But there's other people that can totally do, like, a whole underpainting or underdrawing and then just work it up like that. I just, I it, it just dies for me. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah. I feel like, like I'm being directed by something, like, I have to finish it or mm. whatever. Like, it's a job. Have you, you've had <laughs> these same set of rules as long as you've been... Making art. For a very long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I realized it by trying to do it the other ways, you know. Mm-hmm. 
like in art school, you know, like yeah. back in art school, I realized this, that this is what works and this is what doesn't work. Right. I've also had more or less the same color palette since then. I mean, like, I, I think I changed one color, maybe. Mm -hmm. I have, like, six colors I always use, you know. And it's, you know, it's like finding, you know, if you're, you like, you find a guitar, you know, and you like the guitar and you have your six strings and you can keep playing them and keep playing and you can play them different every time. Yeah. And the longer you play, the more nuance you can get mm -hmm. out of little, little changes. That's how I feel about you uh -huh. know, my colors, you know. So I'll, th I'll throw a, n a new one in every once in a while, but it feels weird. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, doing, like, the markers is total, like, it's like picking up a, a xylophone or something, you know? Mm. Yeah. After playing guitar for 30 yeah. years, you yeah. know? It's fun. It's got to be fun. It's yeah. fun, yeah. But, yeah, and it'll probably eventually change the paintings in some way, you know? Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll have a backward, it'll have an effect. Yeah, it might affect Every, your, Everything has. Might affect your palette. Sure. And approach yeah yeah uh so when uh so you did the abstract stuff for how long for years or a year? uh well you can i think you can find uh i think you can find eight or ten years probably yeah. from one to like yeah it could be it could have been less than that but and that was what 90s or early 2000s? It was uh, early 2000s. It was late 90s to early to like mid. You know, I don't know, 2008 maybe or mm -hmm. maybe maybe even up to the these these uh, these uh, woodcuts these. Uh, uh, you know, like these, these like little vignette mm -hmm. woodcuts. I don't mm -hmm. know if you saw those, like the like. Uh, what did they have in it? Like what was, what was? Uh, Knickknacks. Nick, yes, yeah, yeah, and those those kind of fed into the like the the oil paintings or or no or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, like sure they do. They got yeah. yeah. And that was like that was probably up to two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something yeah. like that. And you switched. You said at some point then from acrylic to oil or something. Uh, oil I oil. yeah. I mean uh, yeah. Th this was this has been oil uh, that ever since then. That's, uh, Did you like it? Was, it was or? oil ink. It was oil ink. Oh okay. Woodcuts. Oh okay. And then I started making the paint, the oil paint. Oh okay. Paintings, and I think that was probably not till 2011. Mm. So like for three or four years there, I was just doing. Woodcuts. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, uh, it's, I love uh, woodcuts, but I don't, I think I was making them too complex. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I should have, like, just bought into the whole uh, printmaker wood block, mm. you know, three colors, two colors, yeah. and some of those were. 15 colors. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know. It'd take two months or something, two right. or more to do one print. Yeah. That big. How many How many would you make? Six. Six? Yeah. Sometimes less, but it was that was the average. Yeah. And sometimes I even made eight. Mm. And I 
I probably didn't register them the right way. I just put, yeah. I just put, put little marks in the corner instead. Of, I, if I did it over, I would get it, make a spacer. Oh, uh, okay. So you can't see it if you mat the print. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah. But I, I love I love woodcuts. Yeah. I love to look at them. Yeah. And I I like it. And like I nowadays, I I like looking at the the more simple, the better. Yeah. Hmm. So, who do you who do you like? Do you like other specific people? The, yeah. Well, Peter Brotsman did. I don't know mm. if you saw those woodcuts at Corbett and Dempsey. Corbett versus Dempsey. I think so. I think I saw. Them. Well, they were really energetic. I really liked them. And I mean. Uh, There's this woman here, Jean Coop, writing. Oh, yeah. Je I, I've seen Jean a... Yeah, she teaches, I've or she used to teach at the school. I've seen a couple of different bodies of work of hers, Yeah. and I liked them both. Yeah, yeah I don't... I can't remember. I'm sure I've seen she, her. She was there. doing heads, and it, uh, she's all it's all woodcut that I've seen of hers. Uh -huh. I don't know if she does any other kind of... And then the latest were like these sort of Japanese things at, at Perimeter Gallery. Mm. Maybe three or four years ago, mm. and before that, I hadn't seen her work for like ten years. Before that, mm. you know the uh, what's that uh, that place that used to be on Illinois, and it's part of uh, it's part of uh, Circle Campus. Uh, I uh, yeah. what's it? IU Chicago, right? University uh, of Illinois, Chicago. Oh, UIC? UIC. UIC. Uh, hmm. David Jones. Isn't that his name? David Jones. That sounds familiar. Anyway, he had a gallery on, like, on the fifth floor on Illinois. Huh. Uh, and he had great shows. Yeah. Printmaking shows. Oh, okay. Where where on Illinois was it? It was, uh, it's, uh, east of LaSalle. It was east of LaSalle. He's been out of there for oh, okay. seven or eight or oh, nine okay. years, but he he used to have great show. Now he's at UIC. Oh, okay. He's like in the univer university there. Oh, okay. So, he's I mean, he's still got a he's still got a like a professor print, print studio. Oh, okay. No, he's like a curator. Hmm. I forget his okay. wife's name. His wife's an artist, uh, Marilyn Prop. No, yeah. yeah. I think I, this uh, postcard of the Zerberan you have here, uh -huh. is that the one in Milwaukee? Yeah. Yeah, I just saw it. I just saw it, I mean, a couple of days ago. I went, yeah. to, I went to Milwaukee to go see the Handsome Family play. Oh, well. They, they played at a little club there. Oh. Because I missed, they were in Chicago, but I'm, I was God, out of I didn't town. even hear that. I didn't even hear that they were. I mean, I haven't even heard any of their records for a while. They're still, still cranking them out. Yeah, and you know they tour all over the place. I saw them once, but I when they were still here. Or no, they no, they, they lived they in New good. Mexico. But, yeah, but I like their records. Yeah, I, I like them. <laughs> but yeah, I drove up there, just rented a car. Uh, a door guy on where well, bar, bartended Skylark on Sundays. His day job is at Enterprise, mm. so he get oh, good deals. Nice, nice. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, 40 bucks or something. Oh. Yeah. Did you spend the night up there? No, no, I drove back. Oh. No, because they were, I mean, you know, they're not kids anymore, so they have shows that 
end earlier. Yeah, good. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was I was back I was back by like twelve thirty or mm. something. I was back in Chicago. And that's I mean at night it's it's quick. Like, God, I haven't heard any new music by them. Yeah, they put they put out put out a record every couple of years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were yeah they were on uh, Carrot Top Records, but Carrot Top Records is no more. Mm-hmm. So. I actually just saw Patrick, who, who ran that at a, at the Music Box at the Silent Movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, him and uh, Julia. They used you know? to they used to live on Milwaukee, didn't they? The handsome family. Pro- yeah, I'm sure they did. I did. I I never knew them personally until like later, but know a little bit. But I thought they used to have parties over there. Probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But yeah, now they're in Albuquerque. Yeah. Well, they had, uh, yeah, they had the, they had like a big, like late career hit with that, uh, they, the, the theme song from True Detective. Mm-hmm. That was like a big new audience for suddenly. It was yeah. like, it charted in like 15 countries or something. Oh. The, the song was like 10 or 15 years old, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't Bruce Springsteen buy their back catalog or something? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I thought he did a, a while back. <laughs> Bruce out of inspiration, or <laughs> well, that would have done it, right? Yeah, no, no, they keep they keep they keep making stuff. Yeah, they they keep at it. So, so when did you start with the with the the dumpsters and the kind of storefronts? And it's cool. Like I really like a lot of those because, especially with those storefronts, I know some of those storefronts. Yeah. Like that one, that one on Thirty Fifth and Ashland. That store isn't that what that 35th is? Thirty Fifth and Ashland. I think it's. Or if it's oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah, the, yeah. the red, it's it's been closed forever. Yeah, yeah. I passed by that all, like, and I I saw it in your paintings. Like I know exactly what yeah. that building yeah. is. <laughs> So what, when did that kind of stuff... I try to keep it on the south side. Yeah, it's all kind of... Is it all kind of nearby, or is it like also like work sites or whatever? Uh, it's more like... Uh, I mean, it's more like about just... Uh, showing, showing in Chicago that regular people that work... that just live here see. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's like, when did you stop and when did you start... You know, like I do several pieces, and at a point, mm-hmm. I see that enough. I can't do those. I got to do something else now. Mm-hmm. And you know, like after you make art for forty years or something, it's like you 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 think you've got range, and then maybe you yeah. realize at some point you don't have that much range. You you yeah. you can only go so far. Sure. And like the. I don't really, I mean, the dumpsters, I'd have to look at the dates on the back of the picture. Yeah. I mean, the, the last couple of years I did dumpsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably 2016 uh-huh. and 2017 or something yeah. like that. So, and, uh, you know, I feel like they're all kind of just tied into each other. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the work before that, and I just feel like they're all tied into each other. For sure, yeah. I mean, I and I and I could do more of these dumpster paintings, or maybe I won't do any more. 
It depends on the dumpsters, I see. <laughs> you, need, you need one with like a different kind of like color combination. It, it, or it, like the, the graffiti's got to be more interesting. It, yeah, it's got, you gotta, there's got to be some about it. It could have a dent in it, mm -hmm. and that might be enough. Yeah. So do you do, do you do the dumpster paintings, do you do them from direct drawings or from photographs? Yeah, I use photo. You I mean, use I photo. Use photo them, yeah. Yeah. But I also use drawings. Yeah. To, I mean, casual drawings yeah. almost. Yeah. Just to finish the edges of the picture. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And like the, the photos might be three photos or two photos or one photo. Yeah. It just depends. Yeah, the times I've used f photos for stuff, I try to use like intentionally shitty photos yeah. that are like because I don't want to be copying the because because we don't see stuff the way the camera right. does, right. you know. So you don't want to get locked into like especially stuff like shadows yeah. are all wrong in photographs. Right. I find you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, well, because we, I mean, the way we look at stuff, stuff moves all the time. Right. And they get frozen in the photographs. Photographers always get pissed off at me for for, mm -hmm. for going a lot along this line, but yeah, that, that frozen thing that, that happens in photographs, I've never seen anything like that with my eyes, mm -hmm. the way that camera shows, yeah. you know, I've never once, you know. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I've got this thing about doing uh, landscape, like I, I could, if I could have a patch of time and do landscape, but I, I know I wouldn't paint on site, I know uh -huh. I wouldn't do that, but I would draw. Yeah. I would. I mean, if I could have straight landscape outside. You mean like like tree, trees and mountains or whatever. Or outside like, of town, you know. Yeah. We. I mean, we talk about. Barb and me still talk about going to Kentucky. Oh yeah. Uh, at some point, like maybe, just moving down there and. And and. Uh, just, living cheaper. Yeah. And if if we did that, then I would probably. Uh, I'd probably do, I'd probably do a lot of drawing. Yeah. And even, it might even, that could even happen here. Yeah. But, right now this is how it's going. So. Yeah, and you're, I mean, it's obvious, until I look around the studio, like, you're, you're never going to stop doing this, right? I mean, like, can you imagine your life without it? No, no, I mean. No, like, yeah, right. I mean, even though, like, as, as we talked about earlier, like, it's hard to figure out how to have the, like, the career or whatever, but mm -hmm. there's the career and then there's, like, just, just painting and drawing. Yeah. And I always feel like they're two very different things, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And some people, some very few people are blessed at, to be good at both, but most yeah. aren't. Most are good at one or the other, right. you right. know? I know that's the case for me, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to have the energy to survive your own opening. Yeah, the openings are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. It's also the worst time to look at art, too. You know? I know. Like, even, I don't know. Even, even as a visitor, like, I don't like going to them. I got to go tonight. I got to go tonight because it's, uh, I think I mentioned this place, Rare Nest. I went there. Okay. 
I went there, but they were closed. I went on a Thursday <coughs> oh, afternoon. Okay. I think it's you, you got to call it, call him, and he'll he usually will meet you if you uh -huh. want. Like it's, I think it's mostly by appointment when it's not. And then I email, and then I emailed him. But Did I he heard, answer? Not not yet, or maybe he okay won't. But Keith, yeah, he's an interesting guy. What's there? Oh, it's oh, it's some weird. Uh, you're going to go there tonight? Yeah. Yeah, there's no... He's You're going to take a bus back up there? I'm going to go home and then go take the train and, oh, and take bus. Oh, Well, yeah. I'm, I'm on the buses and trains all the time. Mm. And, you know, I don't mind. I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, after, after, you know, 12 years of driving a cab and then another three delivering Thai food, like sitting in a car is not... I don't... I, just, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I can avoid it usually. Yeah. You know, if somebody offers me a ride, I'll certainly accept. But yeah. you know, I I don't mind it. I've I have my iPod. I have books. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> of stuff I can do. Yeah. I can draw. Yeah. On, on buses and trains, and there's the yeah the never-ending theater of the other people. Yeah. On the, on the buses, which I find endlessly entertaining, yeah. unless I actually really need to get somewhere quickly, then it's annoying. Like. You know, I showed up here late because uh -huh. it was the Ashland bus, but right. today. But for the most part, I don't mind. Hmm. He's having uh, it's some historical like he has he has a few estates that he handles, and it's this guy doing these weird geometric kind of like I think they're really early computer drawings, mm -hmm. and they kind of look like not at just sketch, but you know those yeah the things that make just the geometric forms there's there's a bunch of like kind of mechanical mm -hmm. they look very mechanical like i don't know if machine but they're just they're i mean they look like constructivism or something uh -huh. you know it's this guy uh i think he's been dead a while uh, i'll check it out yeah yeah you can, they're up on his website now yeah. but yeah i'm, I'm trying yeah i, I think you know, I don't have people over. He came over to look at stuff at my house because he might do a show mm -hmm. with me next year, maybe. Mm. So that's yeah, like I've gotten to this late date stage in my life to realize that once somebody's interested or something, it behooves me to at least show up for things. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's 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 so fucking bizarre. I mean. I got to know him because I wrote about a couple of shows that he had. You know? mm -hmm. So there's this there's this thing where you know I'm doing something for him already. Yeah. You know, and it's it's on some level it's kind of not. I don't know how good I feel about that, but this is the way the world works. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always like you know when you're young you think that you you know your your great talents will get you somewhere <laughs> and they fucking don't. No. All it is is what party you show up at, who you talk to. Yeah. And then luck, yeah. yeah. And, and complete fucking non-entities have great, great thriving careers, you know, mm -hmm. because they either got lucky or yeah. could schmooze. Yeah. You know? so, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. So the problem is, uh, what you know, what happens with the work when you die? <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've. Obviously, amassed a lot of work. Everybody does. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Even people that don't make artwork, they leave. You know, with eight, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to approach this stage with the aging parents. They're you know I I don't know how 
they're they're fine. They, I don't know how long they'll last, but you know they they're gonna leave. How old are they? Early seventies. Mm. Yeah, they had me young. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'm also lucky because one of my brothers lives, you know, in in Boston, so he's gonna have to do the heavy lifting. You didn't you didn't leave Boston. To stay away from your parents when they got old, you just left. For no, it's just been. I mean, in, I, I, I guess in the, the in same the, thing. Yeah. With, in Ohio, you know, my family's from Ohio. Yeah. And uh, three hundred miles away. I mean, I can go. I can drive three hundred miles, but yeah, who, nobody ever drive. I mean, it's hard to drive three hundred miles. Yeah. Just you know, every week or anything yeah, yeah. like that. So. But yeah, the thing of like where where the stuff that you've devoted your life to making, like where does it go after you're gone? Yeah, yeah. I personally, I had thought about, I haven't thought about it too much, and you have, or like. I've been thinking about it more. I mean, yeah. my wife reminds me. <laughs> they, you know, she, you're, you're not going to be you're gonna go, and I got to deal with this. Where is all this crap going? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, anyway, we'll see. Yeah, they yeah. say most of it just gets thrown out. Probably, yeah, it gets thrown out. Gets, but that's that's the reason to take care of your work. I mean, like in terms of a a a a, a, um, a gallery. Yeah, have somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to, yeah. Uh, there's this gallery called uh, Richard Norton. He's in uh, he's in the uh, merchandise mart. Mm -hmm. He does a lot. He does mostly like mid-century kind of stuff. And I went there because he handles this artist named Francis Chapin that I like. Mm -hmm. Who was a, he was a teacher at the Art Institute. Mm -hmm. He died. I think he died in like late 60s. His mm -hmm. his dates are like. Late 19th century till like 68, 68, into the late 60s. Francis Chapin. Chapin, yeah. Yeah, like kind of like Harry Chapin, but yeah. it's Francis. Okay. He did a lot of street, like, I came across some of his stuff and I thought, like, I, like, I do stuff like this, kind of like street scenes, you mm -hmm. know. But he did a lot, he had a long career, he did a lot of stuff, but this gallery, Richard Norton, I mean, they have stacks and stacks and stacks of his stuff. Uh -huh. There's so much of it, and the guy, I like you know, nobody really knows about him. Yeah, I well, think, that's I think good. He, he had an art career. I think he had a career, but he was mostly a teacher. But he just painted all the time. Yeah, and there's he, they just pulled out like one one flat file after another, just filled with this stuff, yeah. and they have it, and they you know they they are, represent his estate. So I guess in the best case scenario, something like that. Uh huh. Or yeah, you know, go level up. You can you get into a museum of one kind right, or another. Right. Uh, yeah, I I don't yeah I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm here talking to you, trying to do my part. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I like your stuff and this and it coming over here is an excuse to take a look at a bunch of it yeah. in real life. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, that's the, that. I mean, that's one of the things about painting, especially, is just you've got to see them in real life. Mm -hmm. They're not the same on a computer right. screen. Uh, yours are, yeah, they're 
very happy. They're a lot better in real life than on the That's good. screen. That's good. Yeah, I, I like them in person, better, which is what's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just went to I, I went to New York uh, to see. Uh, there's a new museum that's just opened of uh, Milton, Milton Resnick. Oh, uh -huh. uh, He had a studio in, yeah. on the Lower East Side. It was a former synagogue. It's huh. now open as a museum. As, as a Milton Resnick museum. Milton Resnick and his huh. wife Pat Pasloff. Yeah, huh. was also a, a, a painter. A painter, yeah. Yeah, she's really good too. But yeah, it's it's they did a beautiful job. But it was his, you know. That's where his stuff is. It was, is it called the Milton Resnick Museum? It's uh, the Milton Resnick and Pat Pasloff Foundation, it's called. I think. Mm. They have a website and stuff. Is it in Manhattan? Yeah. Yeah, it's like right near Chinatown. Oh. It's just off the Manhattan Bridge. Oh, I'll have to check it out. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah. That, it was really cool because, like, it has... They, they preserved his very last studio, which is just like a little alcove, and he was really old. Uh, he, he shot himself, but he, like he was in a lot of pain, but he was in, like, he was in his 80s or something. Well, but it has this little tiny alcove with his stuff, and it's just, I mean, it's just like this. It's got, like, little things pinned uh -huh. up in little sketches, well, and his, yeah, these little paintings on paper. But then on the other floor is what used to be a studio, and there used to be an apartment, I think, that he lived in. Uh, yeah, it, it's just his work from all different decades. Well, well. I mean, they have some really big ones. They're Like the ones that are just surface, I mean, they're like, it'll just be like a green painting. And you have to, uh -huh. like in that case, like you can't, it's totally unreproducible. You can't see. Mm -hmm. If you're going to get anything out of a work like that, you have to be in a room with it. And you yeah. have to spend time. Yeah, with I, it, I, you know. I went to. Uh, He's got one called like Elephant, I think, and because it look, and it kind of looks like an elephant hide, you know. Mm -hmm. But you can tell that there's all this other color underneath of it that he's covered over. Yeah. And you just you just feel it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty great. I went to. Uh, I went to Denver a few years ago, right after the Clifford Still Museum mm -hmm. opened. But it's, you know, it, it, for an artist to have a museum, yeah, it's, you know, it helps you see the artist. Yeah, yeah. But these guys, the guys that run this Milton Resnick place, I mean, they're totally like on a mission to get people to find out about him, because he's. Speaking like another guy that kind of shot himself in the foot, like he would he would could have been in that um, in that famous photograph of the abstract expressionist. Right, right. He decided not to be in it. Huh. He was friends like his best friends with de Kooning. He's like fuck it, I'm not doing it, and and kind of like you know damned himself to obscurity. Yeah, and then you know like art people know who he is, but no no nobody in the wider public has right, ever heard right. of him. You know, right? It's got work in museums all over the place. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I don't I don't know what happens. I after. didn't know that story. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been bugging them. There was an article in the New York Times in the spring about mm -hmm. this place, which got me really excited. And yep. then they were supposed to open. I booked a flight, and then they weren't open yet. Oh, and, and I had to like cancel the fucking flight. Yeah, because I've been doing this. Like I go to New York for a day and just fly back. Like, I'll go, like, I have a thing, like, I want to see, yeah. and then I just come back. Yeah. Uh, 
And then, do you get a deal or anything? Or I, I just find a cheap flight. Like you know, Southwest goes there like ten times a day. You can, get, but you know, I save on. I don't stay anywhere, so I just come right back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you get lunch? Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. I have some friends. You know, I'll grab lunch or a drink with somebody if they have time, and then then come back. Hmm. You know, if, if I can swing it. I haven't been there since 1998. Wow. Because it's crazy. It's you know, crazy there. I went to the Pollock retrospective uh, 20 years ago. Mm. And I just, I just uh, hadn't gone back. I mean, I missed a ton of great things. It's worth going to see, like, particular things. Yeah. The, the larger feel of it, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like a playground for very, very, very rich people. Right. I mean, ten times worse than here, you know? Yeah. Like here, like you talk about, like portraying like the Chicago that like regular people live in like you know not the Bean or Michigan Avenue yeah, or whatever right. like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see a like a Brian Wells painting of the Magnificent Mile I don't know right that, would, that's that wouldn't be a thing that would interest you not probably. anytime soon yeah uh, but yeah there it's just like times a million yeah it's just mm -hmm. but if there's all this great art that you can yeah. that you can go see if you have I feel better if I have just a itinerary and a, like an assignment I've given myself that, that, and that, that makes sense. I get in and get out yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make, that makes sense really like surgical strike no but they kept so they they kept put, pushing back this Milton Resnick Museum and I just kept pestering them and they then they told me that like look we're not open yet but uh, tell us when you'll be here and we'll just give you a tour so the place wasn't oh. even open yet oh god they were putting right. the front door on like wow. they, they were like they just happened to be opening the next day finally. Wow, that's, when I was there, but that was really cool. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, my wife uh, <laughs> has been at the Art Institute for twenty five years. And, oh yeah, and but it, they used to when they, when they had blockbuster shows. Uh -huh. If you went there like at eight o'clock in the morning, yeah, employees could, yeah, and no one was there. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, that was it's, that was the best way to look at. The very best thing about going to school at the School of the Art Institute was the access to the museum, right. which most of the kids didn't take advantage of, of course, because they thought they already knew everything. But yeah, I used to just walk through there like on a lot of lunch hours and just go mm -hmm. see one painting and leave. That know? was the thing about yeah. the Art Academy of Cincinnati. It used to be a museum school when uh -huh. I was there. You want another water or anything? No, I'm all right. Right. And. Uh, you could just you could just go through the museum. It wasn't the Art Institute, yeah. but it was it was the Cincinnati Museum. So mm -hmm. it was uh, it, that was definitely a plus about the that college, that yeah. that art school. Yeah, for sure. But well, what do you think en enough talking? You just show me some stuff around the house. Sure, like, sure. If you want. I'll turn this thing off.